0: Well, welcome to uh, my series of consulting conversations. Why consulting conversations? Well, consulting, because it's what I do and and have done for four decades, uh, unbelievably, uh, at least to me. Uh, Conversations, because not only is this a conversation, albeit one way, but also I'll be sharing through the series some of my favorite frameworks, tools and techniques And all of these have, I hope, the potential to improve the conversations we use daily to get our work done to deliver client value. So this is the first uh, of my episodes. I'll probably get more skilled uh, in recording these as I go through. However, we have to start somewhere and at some time, and I feel it's, it's a good idea to start with the overarching uh, consulting framework. So in this episode, I'll be discussing um, my favorite client consulting lifecycle model, known as the seven C's of consulting. I have immediately to acknowledge my debt here to Mick Cope. Mick and I worked together in the 90s, uh, and he's gone on to to great things uh, as an author and consultant. But whilst he, with us, and whilst we worked together, he is the one that invented uh, this model, largely because he realized that at that point in time, there was just nothing similar. So we'll get to uh, what the seven Cs themselves are in a minute. But let's first of all reflect on why have a lifecycle model and why invent one if it doesn't exist. I'll share with you three Three reasons that spring to mind. Um, firstly, I think this is around consistency and, and life cycle frameworks help us consistently pay attention to doing the right things uh, and doing the right things in the right order. So it gives us sequence, repeatability, methodology. Secondly, um, we get a shorthand, um, we get a checklist. There is real value in in what you might think of as a pre-flight checklist. For instance, when you learn to scuba dive, you'll learn about the buddy check. And often there's an acronym BWRAF, which would stand for buoyancy, weight, releases, air uh, and a final check. Now, that's a safety checklist uh, before you you leap into the water and, and risk life and limb. And similarly, when we're working in in any change situation, I think it's very, very helpful to have some checklists that help ensure that that we are doing the right thing in the right way. Uh, And then finally, and it comes back to conversations, we can use frameworks to engage in better conversations and, and influence the conversations we're having by asking good questions. And and this framework is absolutely full of good questions. So let me take you through the seven Cs and share some of the questions they prompt. So we begin with the first C, client. Are we in partnership with the most important client, individual sponsoring and driving our work? Second C. Clarify. Have we defined the problem, the outcome, the operating model for the change? So are we clear on what is the problem to which our work is a solution? How will we know we've succeeded? Thirdly, create. Have we created the optimum solution? How do we even know it's the optimum Uh, out of all the options that might be available. Fourth C is change. How best to facilitate the change in the client organization? Fifthly, confirm. Are we progressing towards the desired outcome? Can we confirm to the client that we have data that shows that we're on track? sixthly continue how do we sustain and scale the impact that we're having or are planning to have and finally close are we clear on our exit criteria and process so i hope you can see that these seven stages you know do form a cycle and do give you some useful anchors to thinking about uh, any consulting situation um, that you're in and personally i'm struck by the parallels with um, the methodology known as design thinking some of the key stages there up front design thinking talks about empathy empathy with your customer and your client really understanding what's driving them which leads you to define defining the problem uh, defining the outcome from which you can go on to to ideate, uh, to be creative, to think divergently, and then go into prototyping and testing through to delivery. Um, I think there are real parallels um, there. Um, So it might be helpful just to go around the cycle one more time, uh, and perhaps this time just to pass on a, a few tips as we go. So let's start with client. The advice is to identify, to get to know, and to stay in regular contact with the client. The client is always an individual, a person. It's it's not a team or a firm. So we shouldn't be saying, oh, my client is mega bank. No, my client is an individual there who has a problem, um, who is engaging you, as an advisor to help to solve it. And trust is the critical currency in in the client relationship. So think about your, your level of trust, trust which originates from reputation, from rapport, and from the delivery of results and progress. Once we've established the client relationship, we can start to clarify So one of my mantras uh, developed over the years is is not to trust in solution thinking. Solutions are seductive, um, but we must always uh, be careful that we've understood what is the problem uh, to which this idea is a solution. How will we know the problem is solved? Um, What is the desired outcome that we're working towards and and how would we know that we've achieved that? So without clarifying that essential context, you can often embark on a course of action that might ultimately have, have more cost than value. In my experience, clients always want to focus on the solution, but the expert we'll always understand the problem first. In our training, I often differentiate between the doctor and the waiter. So the waiter, in their role, understands and delivers two requirements. The doctor diagnoses and solves the problem. And I think, as an expert advisor, we should aim to be doctors, not waiters. So having clarified the context and the need, create comes next. Our aim is to create a vision of the future. So to develop the solution concept and to flesh that out in terms of a future state that achieves an outcome. Now, this is always best done in collaboration with the client and with client experts. In my experience, the the best solutions are always co-created. So our role often there is to guide and to facilitate. It is really dangerous to develop your solution in in isolation, uh, not to include anyone in the thinking, and just to come out of the tunnel and spring that on people. Um, you'll end up then having issues with resistance and buy-in. Worst case is you'll find your, yourself doing change um, to the client and that's, that's not the best model. Which does bring us around to the fourth stage of change, really where we spend most of our time um, in delivering the solution But I do think it is vital to understand that there is no change unless the solution is adopted. And often people focus on on the construction of the solution and not its adoption. So I think that's the core of my advice there is to think about who will use the solution and how will people be brought in uh, as early adopters and as champions and uh, people who can prove the way. Steps five and six are confirm and continue. And I'm going to combine them here and have you think about confirm and continue conversations as the conversations that are critical to sustaining engagement and progress. We all know uh, we need to measure and to market the impact and value of the change that we're helping to bring about. But although we all know we need to do that, in general, very few of us do, do enough of this. So one thing perhaps to take away is Are we having frequent, confirm and continue conversations with our clients? And finally, always think about close. As Stephen Covey wrote, begin with the end in mind. And I'm going to come towards the close of this episode now. I I really hope this conversation has, has not overstayed its welcome with you and hopefully You've been left wanting to know more, in which case, stay tuned to this channel. Uh, future episodes will deepen all that uh, has already been laid out. Um, thank you for listening. If you um, like to go further on what you've heard here, I think one recommendation may be for you to research and explore the design thinking methodology. Um, the parallels with the seven C's are are very strong. Um, as I've said, I hope you will discover if you take a look at that. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, until next time, uh, this is Chris. Goodbye.